Hi, and welcome to the Boat Princess podcast. My name is Nikki Vo, and I'm your host. I am a boat owner, a marina owner, a director on the Marina Industries Association, and a huge advocate for boating. In this series, I'm sharing the stories from every nook of the boating industry with the intention of encouraging more women to join me and for more women to get behind the helm too. I want to share the experience and opportunities of boating, of the boating industry, and I want you to join me as I bring the conversations and answer all the questions you've had. Boating is not just for the glamorous and rich and famous. It's full of beautiful and interesting people making the most of our natural environment and getting out there, enjoying the waterways. So let's set off the lines, take over the helm and escape to the world of boating. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I am here with David Kerchewski. Now he is the new guy in Australia from Freedom Boat Club. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you. Very good to be here. <laughs> now, you have brought Freedom Boat Club to Australia, which is very exciting for all Australians. Um, I hope so. Well, I think so. I think it's a mag- it's so aligned with my values of getting as many people on the water as possible. It's not funny. No. So I'm really excited to hear about Freedom Boat Club itself. But in this podcast, we like to step back a little and, and find out how you got to where you are now. So um, let's go back to your childhood and, okay. and your, your education and all those sorts of things. Um, were you a boater as a kid? Uh, yes, I was. Um, my father got a boat when I was maybe five years old. Um, this was a very old used 16 foot boat, um, that we used in, in Michigan on Lake Michigan and, and on an inland lake. Um, but an, another very interesting form of boating that I did when I was young was actually at Walt Disney World. Okay. They had at the time these very small boats, like maybe two meters, um, like one or possibly two person boats that you could take out when you were, I forget what the age requirement was, but maybe nine or 10 years old. Um, so I took, I, I did this as a child and was absolutely enamored by the process. Tiny little boat, maybe nine horsepower, but was an absolutely fantastic experience. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a real happy memory for you as a kid. Yes. No, absolutely. Just being, being on the water, being close to the water, um, the sort of adventure of it and the, and the, frankly, the, the freedom of it, especially at that young age, Yeah. sort of first introduction into operating a mechanical device on your own, um, with the whole lake to explore. I see what you did there. You slipped the word, the word freedom in, didn't you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's unavoidable with better. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And so um, education-wise, what did you do at school? How did you go? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 interestingly enough, maybe, maybe or maybe not, um, I was very interested in science um, in high school. Yeah. Um, went to university to study engineering. Um, what sort of engineering? Uh, mechanical and aerospace engineering. Oh, okay. 
Um, I eventually switched into international economics, um, which had enough math in it for me, but was uh, it gave me the opportunity to study abroad and to to do different different things that I was interested in at the time. But um, then, you know, from from university, I eventually went to law school, um, and ultimately ended up ended up here, which is it's been a it's been a very interesting route to get here. Yeah, not wrong. Why why did you suddenly want to go to law school? What what was that decision about? Um, just a lot a lot of things. The, the simplest one is that my father was a lawyer. Okay. So it was in the family. I had a few cousins that were lawyers as well. So to say that that had nothing to do with it would be would be silly. Um, I was interested in in politics and the um, kind of legislative process at the time. I had worked at the United States Department of Justice, uh, not as a, an attorney or a paralegal, but in the economic side of one of the areas of the Department of Justice. And um, going to law school is kind of the natural next step from there. Okay. So you were doing the Department of Justice while you were studying economics, presumably? Yeah. Yeah. So after, after I got my degree, my university degree in economics, I worked at the Department of Justice doing economic analysis for them. Yeah. Um, with lawyers, but I was, you know, also working with economists there. Okay. Um, and uh, from there, the opportunity to go to law school came about, and I went for it. So, which law school did you go to? I went to the University of Chicago Law School. Okay. In Chicago, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was a great education. And so you've now graduated. You have a law degree and an economics degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you do with that? What did you decide you wanted to do? So like I mentioned before about the transition from um, engineering into international economics, I always had a little bit of an international interest in what's going on in the world in far-flung places or nearby places that might affect far-flung places. Um, and I wanted my law practice to have an international orientation to it. Okay. Um, so I went to a law firm called Baker McKenzie. Oh, I know Baker McKenzie. Which is, which Great is firm. yeah, which is known predominantly for their international footprint and their international capabilities. I went there and practiced cross-border mergers and acquisitions, um, which applies as a term that can be used in a lot of different scenarios, but um, for the most part, it involves companies buying other companies across, you know, cross borders. So like from one country to another. So literally like the stuff we see in suits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not all of the, not, not necessarily as dramatic as that, but, um, yeah, did you have that suit? There are some similarities. I did. I did have that uh, flash suit to use an Australian term. <laughs> yeah. David's just getting used to all our, um, Australian terms, flash being one of them. Yeah. That was a new one yesterday. I, I'm learning him. very slowly, but I'm getting there. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you were working at Baker McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened from there? Um, so it was great working at Baker McKenzie. It did, in fact, satisfy that that desire to to be involved in in international business world. So you traveled a bit with that, or uh, traveled a bit with that. Um, we all, I mean, Baker McKenzie as a firm has lawyers all over the world. So yeah. to some extent, travel isn't necessarily required when you've already got a whole set of lawyers in, in another country, but, sure. you know, was working on, on deals all over the world, including, of course, Australia, um, frankly, all over the place. Many of the transactions involved 75, 100 countries. 
Wow. And and part of the role as as a lawyer in there is to make sure that everything's buttoned up in all of those places. Gosh. Um, which is which is a big task, but um, something that I enjoy doing. So it, everything was um, moving along, and uh, then there was an opening at, at Brunswick Corporation. Ooh, now tell everybody what Brunswick Corporation is. So Brunswick, not know. Yeah, Brunswick Corporation is is an American company that um, is the I, I believe the world's um, let's say most most prominent recreational marine company. We own Mercury Marine. We own several different boat brands: Sea Ray, uh, Boston Whaler, um, Bayliner, among among the more prominent ones, and. We've also ventured into a number of other areas more recently, including acquiring Navico, um, acquiring the power products business, and acquiring the Freedom Boat Club business. So we are we are oriented towards recreational marine, but we um, we address it sort of across the spectrum, from, from quite literally from screws and rivets, all all the way to six hundred horsepower V twelve engines, all the way to you know, 40 Boats. foot center consoles. Yeah. So it's, it's quite a wide spectrum um, and we operate all over the world. Pretty cool company. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your role at Brunswick when you first started? So I, I joined Brunswick to be Brunswick's international attorney. Okay. Which was, a, a, from my perspective, a fantastic mix of what I had been doing at Baker McKenzie, mm -hmm. um, international work, um, supporting businesses and how they operate all over the world to in fact doing that exact same thing, but for Brunswick Corporation okay. in-house within the company um, and, and you know, making sure that people stay out of trouble, but also making sure that, that um, business can operate anywhere that Brunswick wants to do business, yeah. um, which was, which was a, a, a big task, but a, a really interesting and fulfilling one. Yeah, yeah. So when you say staying out of trouble, give me an example of... <laughs> something you would do to, to make sure people stayed out of trouble. I mean, the, the most the most straightforward example is is making sure that our our teams follow the required ethics laws around the world. Yep. Um, which is something that that the, the company takes very seriously. It was part of my role is to, in fact, you know, go visit visit folks and present to them on, on various laws that they need to follow, various Brunswick policies that they need to follow. And um, just have conversations with them about it because things can get tricky in certain parts of the world, and yeah. we need to make sure that we're um, we're adhering to the law. Yeah, because the, the the way people do business in different countries or across the world is is so incredibly different sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And you have to know what's going on. Um, you you found it now that you've come to Australia. We have all sorts of rules and regulations that you don't do. exist in America. <laughs> so we have to all comply with those and, and do the right thing. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're at Brunswick. You're working as their lawyer there. What happened then? Um, so the, the part, part of my role was to be involved in mergers and acquisitions at Brunswick, again, similar to what I was doing at Baker McKenzie. And we were looking at acquiring Freedom Boat Club. Um, we we're looking at, I mean, we're always looking at acquisitions, but um, that one was one that was particularly interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, in essence, raised my hand and said, if I could be involved in this, I'd, I'd be very interested. Yep. Um, and ended up being the, you know, the lawyer that, that led that 
the legal side of that transaction, um, which was you know, fascinating for, for a lot of different reasons. It was a business line that Brunswick had not been in before. It's not like we're just buying a, a boat company or something that we've done before. This was, was completely new. Yep. And one of the reasons why it was, was new is it was a franchise business. We typically operate with dealers around the world. So Brunswick will have, you know, Mercury dealers. You know, there's hundreds of them in, in Australia, for example, and the same all the rest of the world. But Freedom Boat Club is a franchise business where there are franchises um, in, at the time in the United States and Canada and now all over the world. Um, but it added an, a completely new legal dynamic that needed to be reviewed and understood properly by by the Brunswick business and the Brunswick legal department, and um, I was at the forefront of that. That's so cool. So just to explain to the listeners, a, a franchise business is such that there is a franchisor who basically puts all the rules and regulations and the way that you need to operate together, um, and the franchisee purchases into that business as a franchisee, and they have to follow all those rules and regulations and do it as, as the franchise or ask them to. But the brilliant thing about it is that you also get a level of support from the franchise or as a franchisee, which um, means that you can potentially start a business that you may not have had the knowledge, the ability, so on and so forth, to actually go straight into and do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it, so similar um, sort of franchisee operations not in the boating space, but as an example, Mrs. Fields Cookies is a perfect example of a franchise or franchisee situation where all the uh, franchisees buy their business mm-hmm. um, and the franchisor gives them the, the, the know-how of how to actually run that business. So um, kind of an interesting space to get into. Um, yeah. And um, Freedom Boat Club itself is is a is a model that's, I guess, a, a different one for boating too, isn't it? So can you explain to the listeners what Freedom Boat Club is exactly? Absolutely. And I'll start sort of from why I thought it was so interesting when I raised my hand to be involved in the acquisition. I mean, as, as a you know younger lawyer at the time, it was looking at their website, seeing what it said and thinking, hey, this is this is kind of cool. I, I would be interested in being a member in this. And I had been you know, involved in boating personally from time to time, but Freedom Boat Club gave me the opportunity to boat in the, at that time, 150 locations around the country. Right. It's not just you have access to a boat in you know, Chicago yeah. during the summer, but you can also go to Seattle and take out a boat or go to um, Fort Lauderdale and take out a boat, go to Boston and take out a boat. And when I was just looking at this from a you know lawyer sitting at my desk uh, at Brunswick, I, I thought this is, this is exactly what, what I want. Yeah. Um, it's such a, a fantastic product that uh, being involved in it was, was something I was really happy to do at the time. So, so you looked at it from a personal basis, because also as a lawyer, you're time poor. So right. you haven't got time to potentially look after a boat full no, time. That, 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 yeah, you know? that's exactly right. And, yeah. and so the, the actual model model itself works, you know, whereby you, you sign up and become a member. Um, you get trained by the club, um, which includes a, a boating license here in Australia um, or whatever certification you might need in what, whichever country or state you might be in. Um, and then you get access to a reservation system and you literally reserve access to a boat show up at the marina that it's located in and 
walk on and go boating. Um, at the end, you dock and there's somebody there to help you, which is, to be honest, for, for boaters listening, that is, that is a big part of the struggle. There's somebody there to help you dock every time. And once you're done docking, you walk to your car. Um, it's that simple. You don't have to clean the boats. You don't have to maintain them. If something kind of doesn't sound right when you're uh, bringing it in, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You tell the you tell the dock staff that you heard a funny sound in the engine, and they will look after it. Um, something kind of seems wobbly. Same thing. You just tell them, and you walk away. Yeah. It's it's really an incredible um, incredible way to go boating. But what's interesting about when you say something wobbly and all this, that the boats are actually brand new or near two, right? Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's right. Um, I, I don't think uh, it, it would surprise any listeners here to know that boats have wobbly things, uh, even even when they are brand new. <laughs> yeah. um, but but that's right. All the boats are new, and we require that the boat that the fleet be replaced um, every three years. So, you know, even down the line, they're going to still be new. Yeah. Um, and the fleet is growing, growing every day. Yeah. We have over five thousand five hundred boats in the fleet worldwide right now. Wow, that's a and massive amount of boats. Yeah. So you, if you sign up, you have access to all of those boats. And um, how many times do you have access to those boats? Is there a limit to how many times you can book it, or you can you can go boating as much as you like? Oh, um, there are, there are limits in in how many advanced reservations you can have at a time. Yeah. But once you use one, then you can make the booking again. Okay. So you could, and some people get quite close to this. Um, you could boat every day. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't. I think. You know, some days it can be cold and rainy and you might not want to vote, but, you know, <laughs> if you wanted to, it's available to you. In addition to the four advanced reservations, you always have the ability to um, sort of show up if there's a boat available and it won't use one of your four reservations. So that's the, you know, sort of same day standby boat usage, which is a great, which is a great feature. If, if you've got flexibility, you know, quite naturally, the boats are used a little bit less during the week. Yep. You've got a free afternoon, your meeting got canceled, it's a sunny day, call the dock, see if there's a boat available, and just walk right on. Amazing. So Yeah. Now, when you, when you were um, working, when you took over Freedom, you said 155 locations or something. Um, where, were, where were they at now? Yeah. So when, we, when Brunswick acquired the business, there was something, by the time we actually completed the acquisition. Um, I think there was around 170 locations. Okay. We are today, um, I believe, at 385 locations. Worldwide. Wow. That's massive. It's a tr tremendous growth. Um, yeah. Which frankly shows that the, the model is, is working. Yeah. People are very interested in, in boating this way. Yeah. Um, and we're very happy to get them out on the water. Yeah. No, not wrong. So Australia, you decided to bring Freedom Boat Club to Australia. What was that decision based on? You wanted to well, live here, or the, it's a very it is a very nice place to live. But um, Australia has has always been a fantastic market for Brunswick. Yep. Um, you know, we of course sell our Mercury engines, our Sea Ray, Bayliner, Trophy, um, Boston Whaler boats do do quite well here. Yeah. Um, and looking, at, based on what I had known from the international legal work that I had done here, it, it felt quite a lot like the United States. Um, and more specifically, it felt like the 
sort of boating-centric parts of the United States where there is really, really heavy boat usage, like Florida, for example. Yep. I mentioned that I did economic analysis. Of course, I looked at the actual statistics, boat registrations, population, you know, GDP per capita, all of that stuff. And lo and behold, it turns out that Australia does look quite a lot like Florida. Yeah. Number of boat registrations, population, wealth, proximity of population to, to waterways. And um, it became clear to me that this was this is a great opportunity for Freedom Boat Club and, and something that we should be looking at. Um, we had we had and, and we are continuing to to grow within Europe. Um, but I said, hey, look, I think Australia is somewhere we should really look. Um, there are some competitors that are in the area, and um, they're they're seeing this too. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I think we should take a look at. The Australian market and see if it makes sense to bring Freedom Boat Club. Fantastic. That is so cool. Um, I think Australians, what's interesting about Australians, I've always said Australians work hard, but they play hard too. Mm, absolutely. And um, they really love their boating. And of course, we've got the most amazing climate for it. I mean, absolutely. Sydney, you can boat all the year round. Queensland, absolutely boat all year round. Yep. Even Melbourne has its moments in winter. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, of course, we've got amazing Western Australia. I mean, the scope, South Australia, Northern Territory, the, the, the scope of waterways within Australia is just magnificent. We've got so many beautiful places to go mm. boating. Absolutely. Um, so the growth is potential is massive here, a, right? A, absolutely. And, I mean, and the beauty of, of, of Freedom Boat Club is if you don't need to trailer your boat up to Queensland if that's what you if that's where you want to go boating. Yeah. If you're a Sydney sider and you want to go up there, you don't need to spend the 10 hours on the motorway getting up there. Uh, there's a boat waiting for you. Um, and that, that I think will appeal to Australians who naturally like to travel quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Cause we do like to travel within our own country. I mean, because there's so many different places to see and, mm-hmm. and some magnificent temperature differences as well. So in winter we can go from Sydney up to Queensland for a nice yep. hot summery holiday um so yeah having the boats available where you can go is is just magnificent absolutely so so cool so um and one thing that i I don't think i mentioned when we were talking about how the business works um you know you you do you pay to join and then you pay a monthly fee yeah and other than that you only pay for fuel so there's no per use fee there's no you know additional charge for this or that it is You know, you, you get access and all you pay is your, your low monthly fee. Yeah, yeah. So, And that joining fee, as I understand it, is um, it's, a, it's a decent amount of money, but it's, it's that because that allows the franchisee or to, to buy another boat. That's right. Once they've got a certain number of members, which therefore determines a great availability. Am I right? It, you know, that's exactly right. Um, the initiation fee, you know, we generally say goes towards buying the boats um and as as our membership grows we we buy boat i mean we like quite literally it's a straight line like as as the membership grows we will continue to buy boats so that there is always good availability and if there isn't good availability then you know we can put pauses on things to to make it um so that everyone has a good experience yeah because that that is ultimately what we're after is to have uh, to, to ensure that our members enjoy their time on the water and that their guests enjoy the time on the water as well 
Yeah, and that's that's something you really focus on, isn't it? The experience of arriving at the dock and and at the at the marina and and really doing. I'm using your word now, dock. Yeah. We don't use that word here. So so arriving <laughs> at the marina, um, that that experience for them. How does that how does that roll? Give me an example of that. Yeah, I mean it it it, it you know it, it does vary by location and 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 how different clubs are set up. But in a lot of cases, we we try to meet the member at their car if we can. And, and if it makes sense to help them with their getting their things all the way from their car onto the boat, um, it's really part of the experience that we're offering. Um, we, we want our members to have a good time and we want them to tell their friends about it. I mm. mean, we're, we're not, uh, there's, we, we, we like growing the club, of course. And so if, if members are telling their friends about it, then hopefully that grows the membership and grows the fleet and um, continues what we've what we've been able to grow so substantially over the last uh, well freedom over the last you know more than thirty years now. Yeah, fantastic. And um, so, in terms of the boat types that are in Freedom Club Boat Club, can you give me some examples of boats that will be in Australia? A- absolutely. The, the general. Um, premise with the boat is we want boats that people want in, in whatever market it is. And so some, some locations are going to be different than others quite naturally. But here in, um, in on Sydney Harbor, we will have uh, Sea Rays, Sea Ray SPX 230 in particular. Um, we will have a center console, Trophy 24, as well as a small cabin boat in Arbor 675 Weekender. So when you join, you get access to to all of those boats. Like I said, you get access to all 5,500, but um, I wouldn't expect people to be necessarily, although I I wouldn't be too surprised, (laughs) flying to Chicago to see what boats are in Chicago. But you can always look at them on the reservation system and have 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 an understanding of what's going on in the rest of the world. But you get access to all of them. Um, You could take out the, the trophy one day. You could take out the Sea Ray the next day. And you can take the Quicksilver, you know, on Sunday because you're bringing some friends along. Or it's you know? a bit rainy, so the cabin's yeah, or if good. Bit, if it's yeah. a bit rainy, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's why we have the variety is the, the sea conditions could be different each day. Um, your personal situation, whether you're going out on your own or you're bringing 12 friends, um, you know, we're, we're, we want to make sure that you have that variety. And that's something that you 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 don't get in other boating experiences. Mm, yeah, because if you've bought, if you bought, I mean, it's great when you buy a boat because, I mean, the, the fundamental difference between this is if you buy a boat, it's there for you every single day, no matter what. It's, mm-hmm. it's there for you to use, right? But Freedom Boat Club, um, you can book boats um, and that's the fundamental difference. But you will get a variety of boats that you can use, which is, something you don't get if you buy a boat. So that's right. Yeah, there's I mean there's advantages to both versions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um so it, it's it's a it's another way of boating for people that and, and also I think for people who maybe don't have the the confidence to buy a boat straight away. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of people I'm I'm guessing have Freedom Club boat club membership for a while and then buy a boat. I'm I'm guessing that happens. That, that, is, ab- that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, I believe twenty. I believe the statistic is twenty percent of the members that leave Freedom Boat Club go on to buy a boat. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, there, there's they're they're different things. They're totally yes. different different experiences. Yeah. And um, 
if buying a boat is, is ready for people, we're, we're ready to help them yeah. buy one as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so that training, tell me about the training that they get to actually learn how to drive the boat and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, the, the training is, is meant to be comprehensive. We want our members to feel confident on the water. And this, this goes for someone that has never set foot on a boat before to somebody that has been, you know, boating for 50 years. Yeah. Um, we, we get both sides of the spectrum and, and everyone is required to go through the training. Um, <clears throat> that ensures that, you know, they know how to use our boats, which yeah. might be different from what they're used to, that they're confident, um, you know, in the particular waterways where, where, where we're located. And... <clears throat> That they know how to how to use our systems when they need to call on the radio or when they need to do this or that, and it, it ensures that the boats are well maintained for the rest of the membership. Um, but even more important than that goes to their experience. Um, like I said, we want our members to feel comfortable on the water. A lot of times, people buy boats and are not as comfortable as they'd like to be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we're here to to help train them. And yeah. if they need a little extra training. They want to spend, you know, a few hours practicing, um, bringing the boat in. We are very happy to help facilitate that, spend the additional time with them so that they can really, really feel confident on the water. Yeah. Well, an, an exciting aspect for me in that regard is that, um, and I listened to your um, is he CEO of Freedom Boat Club, Cecil Cohn. Yep. Yeah, I listened to him on a podcast recently okay. and he mentioned that the the percentage of females joining Freedom Boat Club is around 35%. I mean, that for me is massive. The fact that they're, and I think that that training element that, um, you know, will teach you how to drive the boat and how to look up, you know, to what to mm -hmm. use on the boat and all those sorts of things, I think that's actually a really important part for women yep. um, coming into boating. So. For me, that really aligns beautifully with what I'm trying to do, bringing more women into boating and bringing mm -hmm. more women into the boating industry. So um, on that basis, we um, as Empire Winners Group decided that we should be the first franchisee in Australia. And so we are. So this is our big announcement on my podcast that um, we are thrilled to be um, a Freedom Boat Club franchisee. And, and we are thrilled to have you. Um, I think our, our values align in, in, in every way. And it, it's very exciting for us to bring you on board and into the, into the family. Well, we, I mean, we, we are a little bit biased, but we do believe we have the two of the best boating locations in Australia because um, Empire Marina Bob and Head, of course, um, covers the whole of Broken Bay, which is incredible boating space. Um, and then we are going to have a location in Pittwater as well. So all those beautiful people on the northern beaches will be able to enjoy Freedom Boat Club as well. Um, and then, of course, we've got Lake Macquarie. Now, Lake Macquarie has a fabulous community up there, beautiful people. I know they are going to love bringing that community element to Freedom Boat Club up there. I can see, you know, we were talking to Dave, our we, – we went up to uh, Lake Macquarie yesterday together mm -hmm. and took our little rib out on the water so that David could see Lake Macquarie because I guess lots of people don't realise how big Lake Macquarie is and what it has to offer. It's, it's it's twice the size of, size of Sydney Harbour, so magnificent location for boating. And um, so we took him around and took him out for lunch and, you know, he had a tough day out on the water. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but Dave and I were talking about doing things like poker runs, you know, we, we 
grab a card from each mm-hmm. location um, and uh, doing things like a, um, going out on picnics and all there's there's so many things we can do with Freedom Boat Club members. Absolutely. Um, bringing them all together as a community. And I, I think that's another aspect we haven't really talked about yet, we isn't haven't. it? Um, that, that whole community. Tell me about that. No, that, that is absolutely right. And that, that is something that deserves more attention because it really is an important part of you know becoming a member and becoming a part of the, the Freedom family. We do have regular social events, um, which can vary from, you know, significant 30-year anniversary party uh, to, you know, passing a plate, you know, on, on a sea ray one afternoon to, to the, the few, the small group of people that want to come along. And that's a really important part of what makes uh, freedom something that, that people stick around with for many, many years. And there are members that have been with the club since close to its opening. So um, we, we do regular social events. We invite members, we invite prospective members to understand that this isn't just, you know, you walk on the boat and you walk off the boat, that all is great. But, you yeah. know, there's there's a little bit more to it if, if you want it. I mean, and understand some people might not want that. Yeah. Um, and they don't, there's no obligation whatsoever to attend anything like that. But we have, we do fishing seminars, you know, additional training. Um, if there's a natural group of folks that all do the same kind of thing, we are happy to help sponsor an event maybe bring in somebody that can can educate them on on whatever the topic is and um, and make people have an enjoyable experience on the water because the more that the people can enjoy the water with other people, I think the better experience they have as well. Well, I, th- I think that's the nice thing about boating. I think boating, you know, a lot of our world now um, lacks community. You know, we, we live in apartment buildings. We don't really know our neighbours. Um, we, um, we also, um, you know, spend a lot of time on our phones and our screens mm-hmm. and we don't sit and chat with people yeah. that are, are not people that we know um, immediately, all those sorts of things. So I think what's beautiful about boating is is that community feel. You know, when I see my marina clients all rafting up together and, yeah. and having an amazing time together and and all those sorts of things. And, 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 and I will always see, you know, if somebody's coming into our marina and um, their mates in the boat next door, they'll help them come in and, and all that sort of thing. And, and if something happens out on the water, everybody will be there to hope. Even the fundamental rule that, you mm-hmm. know, if you're in a boat in the middle of nowhere and somebody's in trouble, you have to go and help yeah. them. You know, and that, and that is a, um, I think it's part of boating that exists that doesn't exist in a lot of our world now. So I think mm-hmm. that whole, you know, say you've just moved to, you're a perfect example. Yep. You've just moved to Sydney. You don't know many people here. If you're a member of Freedom Boat Club and you're getting to meet all those people, what a great way to meet people! Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, we and, and we do we do um, have many members that are exactly like that that have moved. And another feature of the membership is if you move, you can bring your membership with you. Yeah. Um, and and we are very happy to to facilitate that and to to get you off in the right 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 foot when you join that or when you move to that new city yeah so the new location for sydney harbour where are the boats going to be in sydney harbour uh the boats will be at uh delboros the spit marina mm-hmm. um we've got a great location uh there that's you know right right after you walk through the marina um off to the right right down the ramp there in a prime location easy access to the waterway simple um simple in and out I and mean, of course we'll still be there to, to help you but it, it's really a Fantastic location, a great place to go boating. 
um, close close to to many homes around here, but also very easy to you know to get around and, and have a look at the opera house and the bridge and all that Sydney has to offer as well. Amazing. And then, of course, our locations will have one at um, Bobbin Head. Now, for those of you who live on the North Shore and have never been to Bobbin Head, can I highly recommend you go down and have a coffee down there because it's pretty special. I can attest to that. <laughs> it's just a, an absolutely amazing part of the world. It's right on top of the North Shore and and uh, we've got a beautiful restaurant down there, Waterside Bistro, and um, it's for a Freedom Boat Club location, I think it's absolutely ideal because the, the water's calm and really always yeah flat as a pancake yeah <laughs> so so that's absolutely magnificent and and the waterways it has access to is is just incredible um then we've got pit water happening um and that will be um location to be advised we're working on that one as we speak but it will be in pit water and then of course we've got lake macquarie at empire marina lake macquarie so at the north end of the lake um, where there are some amazing restaurants to pop in to go go to so of course the sand islands to have a picnic on and have a play on and so so many boating opportunities with all of those locations so where can people find out about freedom boat club david um the easiest path is to go to freedomboatclub.au um or follow us on instagram at freedomboatclub.au um we you know, there, there's a great bit of information there. You can send an email to info at freedomboatclub.au as well if you're um, if you're ready to start speaking with us, and we'll be happy to explain explain the club a little bit better. Um, meet you down at the marina, and we can we can take a look at at what we're offering, and we'd be very happy to show you the boats, show you how it works, give you a little bit of an intro on the the reservation system, so you can really understand what. Uh, what it looks like when you have 5,500 boats available at your fingertips. So cool. <laughs> so boats will be arriving soon, won't they? And we're looking at launching in July. That's right. And, of course, the big launch will be at Sydney Boat Show, which exactly. will be very, very exciting to talk to people at Sydney Boat Show about this incredible concept. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited for that. I will be um, around at the Freedom Boat Club stand on um, at Sydney Boat Show, which is very exciting to, to meet all those people mm -hmm. that we can get into boating. Yeah, come down um, and see us. Yeah, and even people that used to be in boating that did have a boat, don't have a boat anymore, you know, want to get back into it to a certain extent but not by buying a whole boat again, mm -hmm. that there's so many people that can really enjoy this concept. So Absolutely. And one thing that we I don't think we've talked about yet is um, you can cancel at any time. Okay. If, if you decide that, you know, you've done it for a while and maybe it's – you're 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 done for now. You can cancel at any time. We're not signing signing people up for long term contracts. It's it's meant to be, you know, free, freedom. Like you, yeah. you're you're not locked in. You, you can leave if 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 things change, your situation changes. Um, you know, we'll be sad to see you go, of course. But yeah, yeah. Um, but we understand that things do change. Yeah. Fantastic. So for those of you interested in joining, um, obviously, the amazing locations of Bobbin Head, Lake Macquarie and Pittwater, just send me a DM in uh, Instagram and I'll be yeah. in touch with details of how to do that. Um, we've got a magnificent sales team that will be in touch and, and talk you through the whole, the whole way that it's uh, done and how it's done, or of course, it might even be myself. <laughs> so, so we look forward to um, welcoming so many more people and especially I hope women into boating Absolutely. with the Freedom Boat Club concept here in Australia so 
Um, we'll see you at Sydney Boat Show if we don't see you before. Okay, All we'll right. see you on the water, guys. Thank you so much for being here, David. Good to talk to you. Happy to be here. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boat Princess podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to know more about what I do and where I am, then you can follow me on Instagram at the Boat Princess. You can also sign up to my newsletter on my website, which is theboatprincess.com. Take care of yourselves, everyone, and hopefully we'll see you on the water soon.